BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Sif Heider, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. Hey guys, welcome back to the Dream Bigger podcast. So I'm really excited to bring you today's episode because we talk about a lot of things that haven't necessarily been brought up in prior podcast episodes. So today's guest is Jessie Golden. And if you don't follow her on Instagram, she is the founder of Golden Secrets, which is an incredible organic skincare line. And funnily enough, a couple of weeks after I recorded this episode, I was getting my makeup professionally done. And the makeup artist actually had a bottle of Jessie's, like the Golden Secrets face oil in her pouch and she put it on my skin. It felt amazing. I actually have a bottle of it in my beauty cupboard as well. And it's, it really is a great product. So she's the founder of the Golden Secrets. She is a holistic wellness junkie and and just very, very knowledgeable and well-researched. And she has also been thriving with rheumatoid arthritis, which I know is typically thought of an ailment that kind of pertains to older people. But interestingly enough, a few years ago, I became friends with a girl in my old condo building who also had rheumatoid arthritis at in like her late 20s. So I knew then that this was something that kind of touched the lives of even younger people. It's just not talked about very much. And so I really appreciated having someone like Jesse come on the show and discuss her entire experience with rheumatoid arthritis and how she's come to thrive with such Uh, I guess, like a difficult disease because it can be extremely painful or rather it is extremely painful. And just hearing her experience throughout when she was first diagnosed to how, I guess, what she's done to keep it under control to what her life is like now, it's, it's a really interesting conversation and it goes all over the place. And we do talk about some more fringe wellness things, which, you know, I'm all about. So prior to this interview, you know, when I was going through the research, I became obsessed with Jessie's highlights, like her story highlights on Instagram. She has so many good recommendations. Like I'm telling you guys, like go to her Instagram and watch her highlights because 
she has like acupuncture shoe recommendations and like just all kinds of things. She's, it's just really, really interesting to look at. So we discuss everything from EMF radiation to her morning routine, to a supplement called Shilajit, which now I can't stop seeing everywhere since this conversation. So it is a really fascinating conversation, which I know you guys will enjoy. Before we get into it though, I do want to put a small disclaimer. So within this episode, we talk about how to go into the sun without sunscreen. And Jessie shares um, her research and what she knows about the topic. And I think it's really fascinating. Now, I do want to encourage you guys to do your own research on this topic specifically, because I really do believe in bringing on guests who share different philosophies and sometimes bring us information, which maybe we haven't looked into, but it is really important before we make a decision for ourselves to do all the research. Same with coffee enemas, by the way, which is also something we discuss in this episode. I always recommend everyone does their own research prior to making any decisions. So just want to encourage you guys to do that as we get into this episode with so many heavy wellness tips, you know? But it is something I'm really excited to bring to you guys. And I think you're going to learn so, so much. So before we get into the show, a couple of things. First and foremost, this week's hot tip. And this one is a really hot one, okay? Because I've been having it for breakfast every single day. So what you guys are going to do is go and buy Coconut Cult's chocolate coconut yogurt, okay? This thing tastes like chocolate mousse. I'm pretty sure it's been a hot tip before. But what you're going to do is you're going to mix it with some frozen blueberries. And I swear to you, this tastes like dessert. I love Coconut Cult's yogurt because it is really good for the stomach. It's full of like good probiotics, which are just, it's it's so good for you. And it's low in sugar. It still tastes incredible. Like I can't explain it, but this thing tastes like chocolate mousse, like seriously. And adding the blueberries and, you know, blueberries are full of antioxidants, great source of fiber. And it's a really yummy, safe breakfast. I actually just had it before recording this show. Last thing before we get into the episode is this week's review, which comes to us from Meme SAP. And it says, new listener, recently found this podcast and I have to say I'm addicted. It's full of so much honest and fulfilling information that the episodes that I've listened to, I've taken and incorporated some of that info to my daily life. And it's been so helpful. Thank you, Sif. Also love following you on Instagram. Thank you so, so much to Mim. SAP for sending in this review and to all of you who've taken a second out of your day to, you know, rate and review the podcast. It actually means so, so much to me. And if you do feel like the show brings you value, I cannot encourage you enough to please leave me a rating and a review. So all you have to do is scroll down to the bottom of the Apple podcast app and hit rate and write me a review and tell me what you love about the show, what you want to see more of. I love hearing from you. And, you know, it just helps me refine the show, bring you more episodes that bring you value, more topics that you resonate with and helps the show get to a bigger audience. So if you do have a second, please don't forget to do that. And let's welcome Jesse Golden to the show. I have so many questions oh, for you. Oh, good. I'm so excited. Like truly all of the questions. So The first question I ask all of my guests is, what was your big dream when you were growing up? Ooh, my big dream was to be a ballerina. Mm. That was like, my mom had a dance studio, so I grew up 
in the dance studio, literally. And ballet was my life. Like, I would just cry watching, like, ballerinas. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was just my my passion, yeah. And, like, how did that link to yoga? Because that's kind of what you transitioned into, right? Like, yeah. you do a lot of yoga. Like, I've seen your fucking pictures. You're doing handstands and shit <laughs> like that. Like, I don't even know how you bend your body that way. <laughs> you know, a lot of dancers transition. I found yoga when I was 18, and I say yoga has saved my life a million times over. And it was such a nice, gentle transition because, Completely opposite, actually, than ballet. Like, ballet is like... It's grueling. Ignore everybody's signal. Don't breathe. Like, <laughs> it's like, you know, just be a robot and be perfect. And, you know, I, I love telling this story. But in a ballet room, you're, like, judging yourself nonstop because there's this huge mirror for you to criticize yourself to achieve this epitome of perfection. And I remember the first time I walked into yoga, there was no mirrors, and the teacher was like, if you're feeling fatigued, come to child's pose and breathe. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, and I just, it was like, oh my God, I can't believe I've been like basically an athlete my whole life and no one ever taught me to breathe. Like that in itself was so profound. And, and just the inward practice mm -hmm. that all of a sudden everything wasn't external anymore. I was just like, yes, this is amazing. When you think about it, like dance to yoga, it almost feels like a natural transition. But you're right, because I think that when it comes to dance and specifically ballet, you're like, I mean, it is, I don't think there's a more rigorous form of dance, to be honest, <laughs> yeah. or sport, I'm just going to say, because <laughs> I've spoken to other people who were like, trained in ballet when they were little. And it's like, it's insane. It's insane. And whereas yoga, you're right. It's just like very non-judgmental. It's like, it's it's tough. It's super tough, but like it is very inwards and like connecting with your spirit and like learning to breathe, which I mean, it, they're yeah. very different, but like still kind of- The you core of like being able to like use your body to transmute energy and like life is is definitely the same, but- yeah. They give you tools in yoga. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Ballet, it's like, figure it out. <laughs> so I got really interested in you and your content because you had or you have rheumatoid arthritis, mm -hmm. which I thought was actually a thing that old people got for a really long time. But then one of my friends had it. Yeah. And you were the only other person aside from my friend who's like just a couple of years older than me who has it. So for someone who doesn't know what rheumatoid arthritis is, what is it? Yeah. And and just so you know, I thought the same thing <laughs> until I was diagnosed. I hate the name. Rheumatoid arthritis is a, system, a systemic chronic disease that affects the entire body, not just the joints. A lot of people confuse it with like osteoarthritis, but you can get diagnosed really young. There's even juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. I was diagnosed when I was 29. And that's what really sparked my, I mean, I've always been into health and spirituality, but when you're living with a chronic disease, there is no greater teacher. Yeah. Because you also don't have a choice. I you don't, don't have think. a choice. Yeah. You don't have a choice. Like you are constantly trying to figure out what can I do to make myself feel better? And you're such a sensitive barometer that you feel things a lot more sensitive than mm -hmm. maybe other people. So you can like fine tune things and, and listen to your body's biofeedback and that's kind of how I've like just like gotten all these like tools because I'm constantly on the seek of like, what can I try and what can I do? And But to get back with rheumatoid arthritis, it's a debilitating disease that affects not only all the synovial joints, any joint that bends, but your lungs, your heart, your eyes, you know, it can affect everything. 
And uh, I think the statistic, statistic, (laughs) thank you, that stands out the most is after 10 years, 60% of people are considered completely disabled. Oh, my God. So I'm at 15. And disabled means like you can't do regular daily activity, you know. So it's been a really humbling journey to try and get to the root cause of why this was happening to me and I share a lot of it on Instagram, but like from root canals to, you know, a lot of people inquire about the breast implants I had, which I, which I have, but I actually got after I was diagnosed. Mm -hmm. So there's no correlation there. But I recently found out that the town I grew up in had toxic water system. And we just created this, it's a crazy story. We just created this Facebook page and there's thousands of us with rheumatoid arthritis. Are you joking? Yeah. From and your town? From our town. The, t- the water had like radon and all kinds of toxic waste in it. There's people with cancer. I mean, there's thousands of us. So we're actually trying to create a class action lawsuit from like the 70s till current. I mean, there's thousands of us with chronic disease, thyroid disease, like just it's insane. So I just found out about that last year. And as disheartening as it was, it kind of gave me some sense of my, like peace of mind, like, mm. oh, like it's not my fault. Because I think a lot of people, when they go through chronic disease, it's like, well, what can I do? Mm. Or maybe it's my bad thoughts that I'm thinking about. My, oh, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. you can take on a lot of it yourself, which I've definitely gone through uh, the ringer with. But that kind of gave me some weird sense of peace. Like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't help it. Yeah, that's, you know? I mean, that's wild. So yeah. Typically, like, I mean, you talk about root canal. Like, what does that have to do with Mm. rheumatoid arthritis? Like, Yeah, great question. Should I not get another one? (laughs) Yeah. So, yes, I talk a lot about this. I have a whole highlight on my Instagram and a YouTube video. I interviewed a great biological dentist when I, my dentist, actually. Long story short, there's been literature that, like, was over 100 years old that was like, we should not be doing root canals. Because root canals, it basically leaves the dead part of your bot of it, you know, back in your tooth. So it's like rotting from the inside out. So you should really just remove the entire tooth and either get a bridge or you can get like a zirconium implant. But root canals, this doesn't affect everybody, Mm -hmm. but I think it's like 90% of women, for example, that have breast cancer have a root canal on the same correlating side. So all of the roots in our mouth are correlated to different organs and systems in our body. So if we have like something that's slowly leaking out, you know, and our body's trying to compensate, you know, there could be issues. So I still have two root canals. I had three. One, finally, I went and got something called uh, a 3D cone x-ray where they can kind of look and see if, it, if anything's infected. I didn't have any swelling. I'd had no pain. But again, I was just like looking to the root cause, like how can I help myself? And my doctor was like, this is the one we should do first because it's definitely infected. And I was like, really? I don't even feel anything. It was like two days later, my cheek swelled up like a like a chipmunk and we decided to remove it. And, you know, now it's fine. But eventually I hope to get the other two removed. Wait, so. I need your <laughs> dentist's information um, yeah. because I, I got a root canal a couple of years ago. And now every time I have like a cold or a sinus mm. issue, mm-hmm. it hurts like crazy. And I, I didn't like, I don't know if it's a root canal or what the hell it right. is, but like literally like I could have like the tiniest cold and like, I guess like it, whatever, it impacts my sinus. Yeah. 
it hurts so much like yeah. in that specific spot so that makes sense because whenever your body shows like any kind of a weakness mm -hmm. that's usually when things are like appear or show themselves but traditional dentists you know they do root canals all the time like they don't tell you this information like but if you follow like holistic doctors or biological dentists you'll just be like shocked with the profound information that you'll find out about how the roots in your mouth affect everything well the body is like one interconnected unit right yeah. and like we we have to like see that like it's it's all one whole so it, it makes sense it's just that it's funny because it's this is very much my world and i'm so interested in holistic everything but i never even thought about the importance of like teeth and yeah. what's going on in the mouth so this is what I'm going to be nerding out on. <laughs> You're going to go down a rabbit hole. Oh, I, I, I know. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Kinsey from the I Love You So Much podcast. On my show, we talk about everything, lifestyle, business, finance, beauty, you name it. My favorite part about the show is the amazing guests that we bring on. We have everyone ranging from like business experts to influencers, CEOs, creative masterminds. It's so much fun. If you guys want to find me on Instagram, it's just at Kinsey Elizabeth. I release new episodes every Thursday, so hope to see you there. So tell me about your RA diagnosis. Like what, what happened? Like what were your symptoms? What was that time in your life like? Yeah. So I was 29. My son was three and a half and I was a single mom. I was working. I was still breastfeeding him oh actually. Oh my God. So I kind of always had an excuse as to why I was tired or not feeling my best, like most moms that are like doing 9 million things. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I was undiagnosed for a long time, but I would start feeling like I was getting sick and then it would go away. It was like this weird, like my immune system was off. I had low grade fever. I wasn't able to keep on weight. I was losing hair. And then my knuckles started swelling, like to the point where they would get black and blue. And I'm like, did I hit the wall in the middle of the night? Holy like shit. what's going on here? And I went from doctor to doctor, my regular doctor, Ayurvedic doctor. I had a homeopathic doctor. I mean, I went to every single doctor and everyone would kind of look at me and be like, you look great and this is fine because no one was really searching for the RA factor or, you know, rheumatoid arthritis. Not until I thought I tore my Achilles tendon, which I didn't, but I ended up in an ER and the nurse saw my knuckles, which were obviously swollen. And she said, have you ever gone to a rheumatologist? And I said, what's that? You know, I had no idea. And she's like, you know, my mom has RA and I think you should go get it checked. And then, you know, I went and got this, you know, grim diagnosis. I'd never heard of it. Oh. And they said, you know, there's no cure. And we like to treat it aggressively because we feel like you're more likely to go into remission. And they basically treat it with immunosuppressant drugs like methotrexate, which is basically chemotherapy, mm -hmm. TNF blockers, which also have a whole nother thing, you know, side effects that come with it. But I did do what they recommended originally because I was scared. Of course. You know, I was, I was very vulnerable and scared. And I almost felt like I had to go that route and have it fail <laughs> in order for my family and friends to support me in this other holistic train. So you went down the holistic route afterwards? Yeah. So I, I tried everything my doctor wanted me to do for, I don't know, a month or two. And I got every side effect there was. Every single side effect that there was. And the line became blurred between the disease and the side effect of the medication. Mm. One, just to give you an, an example of like 
why I get sometimes I'm like, oh, one of the side effects I had was I was bleeding. I was menstruating for 15 days straight. And this is a side effect of, of methotrexate. So I call my doctor and I say, I'm having a horrible reaction. I'm not, I can't stop bleeding. I was already losing weight. I mean, I didn't have color in my, you know, I was not doing well. And um, they recommended I go on birth control to, to, you know, get my cycle situated. And I was like, but that's, it's the medication. So it's, it's becomes this yeah. revolving thing where you go from one to the other, you know? I, I completely understand. And like, I, I have like such a similar story where like, you know, I, I mean, the reason Array was even born was because like, I just had like a horrible immune system and like, mm. you know, constantly antibiotics. And then I eventually ended up fracturing a rib from a chronic cough in my early twenties, by wow. the way. Yeah. And my oh doctor my gave gosh. me codeine. So I completely understand that like very like band-aid approach can yeah. be so frustrating where you're like, no, but I don't want to go on birth control to regulate yeah. my period. Like what the fuck is yeah. going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think there's obviously a place for Western medicine. For like, sure. If I'm in an accident or if I'm like, not a gonna heart go to my, issue, yeah. I'm not going to be like, hey, can you give me some cayenne pepper? And like, Yeah, no. You know. But with chronic disease, I definitely think you have to look into both avenues. Agreed. Because it's a lifetime mm. choice. It's a lifetime decision, you know? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So tell me about your journey into holistic wellness then. Like, was that really your foray into wellness? Because I mean, we were talking a little bit before we started the podcast, but you are like, a fucking encyclopedia <laughs> of like wellness things. I'm obsessed with your Instagram stories. But oh. like, was that really the beginning? No, you know, I've always, I, I always say I'm like weird. Like I was always very weird as a kid and like doing things that were like, I became a vegetarian when I was 11 in the nineties in Chicago. Like okay, I yeah. was basically Satan. Like it was so unheard of. Like my grandmother was like, you're going to die if you don't eat meat. I just want to preface, I'm not a vegetarian right now, but I mean, I feel like I was always kind of doing things that were a little unusual. I was very fascinated with holistic approach because they looked at the whole body and the mm. connection between things and how colors made me feel and how nature made me feel and how music made me feel. And so I was always very fascinated. But the first, the first like real deep dive was when I got pregnant with my son mm. and I chose to do everything natural and I gave birth at home and ate the placenta and, you know, breastfed and co-parent and co-slept and did all that. And it was still... You know, I feel like now it's like everyone does placenta pills and, you know, people at the time it was like everyone thought I was crazy. Mm. You know, again. Yeah, I mean, that shit's <laughs> only been normalized very recently. Like, yeah, yeah. I remember reading about it as well, like years and years ago before it was like something the Kardashians did. Yeah. And uh, by know, the way, they had my doctor. Did they really? <laughs> yeah. Dr. Paul Fleiss is I was like, is that my doctor? OK, well, yeah. he clearly knew what he was yeah, doing. He was the at the time he was the only doctor that paid the insurance to work with midwives. Wow. So that was he was my doctor on call. And he's, he's an amazing doctor. I love him. But yeah, like, I mean, that, you were probably very ahead of your times. Yeah, I mean, I, and, the, and the route to get there was unusual. I wasn't sure if I was going to do it in the hospital or not. And, and even at six months, I was still kind of teeter-tottering because, again, the, the entire way that, you know, women are taught about pregnancy and birthing is there's, it's so fear-based. And yeah, I mean, I was, I'm, I'm terrified if I, if I, I mean, maybe I'll come to you if yes, I'm ever please. pregnant. I have so many friends that have had kids after me that are like, I wouldn't have had kids if you wouldn't have. 
it's it's you know and and it's because of my mom like my mom was one of the founding members of the La Leche League. She would take me around and teach people about breastfeeding. I was breastfed till I was four. Wow. And so she was all about this holistic approach too and laid the foundation and helped me because it is scary. And if you don't have like roots or other people that are doing this, which women mm-hmm. have done for millions of years by themselves, it is easy to just kind of go the other route, which is also fine and sometimes we don't have a choice but birthing and pregnancy and stuff was like the first time where I was like I'm gonna do this whole holistic thing and ended up being one of the most amazing beautiful experiences I've ever had you know so then what were some of the now I'm just gonna get and we're going down the rabbit hole of holistic things but when you were pregnant what were some of the or what are some tips that you can give to our listeners who are pregnant and are maybe interested in going the holistic route or like yeah. interested in like learning a few practices that may be of use to them. Ooh, I love this. <laughs> My yoga teacher said, if you walk every day, the baby will just slide right out of you. So walking is huge with pregnancy. Massaging the vaginal canal. I had never even heard of this until yeah, I was I- pregnant. But you can just take extra virgin olive oil and literally give yourself a massage to, really? to stretch out your vagina, which is the last thing us women want to do. But you want to do that to prevent tearing. Uh-huh. So you can just lube yourself up with some like or- organic virgin olive oil. You know, now if I were to get pregnant, I'm actually trying again, which is crazy. But I would do things a little bit different because I'm just more educated. But mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in the ancestral diet that, you know, women in all cultures, like all over the world, like almost fatten themselves up with all these nutrient-dense foods before they even attempt to get pregnant. Mm. So, you know, I would take liver and raw milk and honey and eggs and these kinds of, like, more nutrient-dense foods to, like, get the body ready and prepared. Mm -hmm. And I think there's something to say about, like, also putting on a little bit, like, more fat before you want to try like I intermittent fast for the last 20 years. But the moment my son, my husband and I were like, you know, let's start trying. I was like, I just felt like I wanted to put more fat on my body. I stopped intermittent fasting and just started like eating more, mm-hmm. <laughs> but good, good quality foods. So I think preparation before you even get pregnant. But, you know, being pregnant is just like the most beautiful, joyous experience. And I just like love encouraging women to like embrace their new body. Like it's so I like I'm obsessed with pregnant women. I just think they're so beautiful. Have you met uh, Jordan Younger from the Balanced Blonde? Oh, yeah, I've done I've done her podcast. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. She's she's a friend as well. And I remember when so she came in to do a podcast interview with me like right before she announced her pregnancy. And so we were talking about it before it had been public. And she's like, no, I'm really loving the journey. And I was like, it's so rare that you hear women say that. I know it's such a natural part of our being. Mm -hmm. And it's something that people like women have done for like centuries, like forever, you know? Yeah. But it's like now you rarely hear women say like, oh, I'm really loving the the journey, you know? Like there's bits and pieces, but like, you're right. Like everyone's scared. Everyone's scared. I mean, I gained 80, oh, 65 pounds. I was ginormous and I loved it. Really? Like, I just felt the most beautiful I've ever felt. And oh, I something love that. happens too. It was like the first time that I noticed. I mean, now that I'm getting older, I don't feel this as much, but I was 25 and I always felt like women weren't as nice to me. 
And all of a sudden when I got pregnant, women were like, so, everyone was opening doors and everyone was so nice. And I was like, I love being pregnant. <laughs> like everyone's like so nice to me, you know? <laughs> I, I That's really, really cute. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Everyone's yeah. like so. It's so true, isn't it? Can't we just treat everyone like they're pregnant? I, you know what? <laughs> this is, should be everyone's Let's new motto. Yeah. Let's all treat everyone like they're Seriously. pregnant. <laughs> and what about afterwards? Because, yeah, I mean, people, struggle after Mm -hmm. having a baby where you know your body just doesn't feel the same so what was like what were your what are your tips there yeah binding is huge I just got like a I think it was called baby babouche I'm sure now they have something more even amazing but almost like a waist trainer Mm -hmm. because if you could imagine like so the uterus is normally the size of your fist and that's what goes around the baby and like eventually pushes the baby out gives you the contractions pushes the baby out but it pushes all the organs to the side so once the baby comes out you have a hollow space mm-hmm. so when you go to lay to your side you can literally feel your organs go shush and no one tells you that and i was sun tanning a lot and my stomach looked like a shriveled up raisin afterwards you know because i had such a big belly. And my mom was like, I don't remember that. And I'm like, what do you mean? Don't scare me. (laughs) But it eventually, you know, went back. But binding the stomach just felt like it gave you that support. But Mm -hmm. I also think it just helps the body like remember where everything should be Yeah, to get back. And then breastfeeding helps the uterus go back to its natural shape. It's said that if you don't breastfeed for at least three months, it never goes back to its natural shape. Really? Yeah. So when you're breastfeeding in the beginning, you'll almost get these like period cramps, these menstruation cramps, but it's just the uterus going back to its natural size, which is like the size of a fist. And then what else is there? I mean, I think one of the things that I was told is it takes nine months to create a human. It's going to take nine months at least to allow, because your hips Mm -hmm. widen, Mm -hmm. everything kind of shifts. And again, just embracing you know the ever-evolving beauty of it is is I think so beautiful so I gotta give this episode to all of my pregnant friends (laughs) that's what I will be doing so I also want to get into non-pregnancy wellness I love I love pregnancy stuff I'll talk about it so I've been stalking your stories okay like those highlights of yours are so good and I have so many questions what is a coffee enema (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. So a coffee enema is literally you brew, you want it to be good, organic, like mold free. You could even get special like coffee that has a little bit more caffeine in it. And you, you know, you do the enema. So you let it go in your your bum. And how? Have you ever seen an enema bag? Like a... No. It's just like a little application. It's not like the first time it could be a little bit invasive. I have it on my store. You have an enema kit. But, you know, there is like some learning curve there. Mm -hmm. But the whole idea is to cleanse your liver. So it's going to flush your entire system. And... It's like this? Yep, exactly. So there's just like a little applicator that you just like put a little lube or oil on Is that the one? that little tube thing? These ones, these long ones. I know it doesn't go up that far, so okay. don't worry. <laughs> I was like, ah. <laughs> but, Okay, 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 but you, I got it. So okay, you, make, so you make coffee and yeah. you make it like, you wait till it's like lukewarm or you add filtered water to make it lukewarm. So it's yeah. like, it's not like that invasive. Like you don't want it to be too hot or too cold. So it's body temperature. And you want to retain it for 
gosh, I haven't done it in so long because I'm trying to get <laughs> pregnant right now. <laughs> but like 15 minutes, I think you can do like five minutes at a time because you won't be able to hold it long the first time. You'll want to get on the toilet and go to the bathroom. And that's the whole point is it's just going to flush you out. And the liver is like overburdened, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. I mean, this the world that we live in now, like even if you're eating healthy, like it's being bombarded. So liver cleansing is just going to make you feel refreshed, especially with coffee. I mean, you don't want to do it at nighttime because it's going to keep you up. It's just going to energize you. Liver cleansing helps with like skin health. It'll help get rid of those liver spots that you have and just make you feel really good. Sometimes it even helps people with like depression. Wow. If they're having any kind of like slow, if the liver just needs like a little boost. I go through phases where I'll like do like a deep cleanse. Like before I started trying to get pregnant, I basically cleansed for like six months leading up to it. Were you doing it every day? I wasn't doing it every day. I think that could be a little invasive for me because when you're doing it, you're not going to go to the bathroom regularly because it eliminates Mm -hmm. so much Mm -hmm. that like... So you'll go, you'll do it, and then maybe the next day you won't go to the bathroom at all. So for me, I would do it, I don't know, like twice or three times a week. So then if you can't go to the bathroom the day after, then like how do you regulate again? It takes a couple days to to regulate again. Okay. But the system does. It's really cool. Like the body knows what to do. Yeah. But it just gets rid of so much stuff. You're like, what the heck was that? Like, Really? <laughs> yeah. You're just like, oh my God. And you just feel so good. You know, it feels so good to like get all that stuff out. Is it the same as a colonic? It is the same, but you're using coffee to like stimulate everything and make everything dilate. With a colonic, you're just using water usually. Yeah. And... For me personally, I had a bad experience with a clonic. Really? Where I feel like it might have just been the, the the place. I lost all the electrolytes in my system and I was not doing good. So I think it's really because they could flush you out too much. So whenever you're doing any kind of cleansing, like you want to add like mineral salts or salts to your water and make sure you're getting electrolytes and replenishing your system of like all the minerals, you know, that we're losing, which... I tend to take every day anyways, but especially when you're cleansing, you want to make sure. Okay, this is really, really interesting stuff. You may have convinced (laughs) me to try the enema. You're going to love it. I have a whole highlight on it. Yeah, I've seen. (laughs) It's really fascinating. That's why we're here talking about it. So something else that I've seen you talk about is the importance of sun exposure, right? So like this is something you're like you've talked about a lot, right? Can you oh my God, I've talked about this forever and I've gotten so much heat from it. I've never advocated getting burned. I advocate that we are living beings and we are meant to be outside and be in the sun and receive the sun's rays for a multitude of reasons, including preventing cancer and depression and getting our vitamin D and all of these things can't be, we, you can't get from a bottle. We have to get from nature. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think just getting out into the sun every day and getting like, I call it like the solar callus, like kind of building up your solar callus. I mean, like you and I have like good colored skin so we can stay out in the sun longer. Somebody who's more pale doesn't have a lot of melanin in their skin. The body is so amazing. It tells you when you've gotten enough vitamin D. You get flush. It's right at that moment when your body starts to get flush and that time is different for everybody. That's that's your time to go seek shade, put on a hat, put some sunscreen on. So if we're putting on sunscreen every time we walk outside, we we lose that signal that our body's trying to tell us. And that's actually when the damage happens. That is 
really fascinating. So you don't use sunscreen when you go out at all? I don't use sun. I've never used sunscreen. Really? Maybe if I'm like, I don't know, in Hawaii and I'm in the sun like for eight hours. Yeah. Have I used sunscreen? I'm not a big advocate. There's one or two brands that I think are actually good. Which ones are they? Tell? There's a whole nother thing about sunscreen. What? That I'll t- tell you. No, just, I, I want, I want everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so everybody's using these mineral sunscreens, which is, you know, what we feel like we should be doing now because all these chemical sunscreens people are finally realizing are horrible for us. What a lot of people don't realize is unfortunately these mineral, mineral sunscreens have, oils in there that are high PUFA oils. So they oxidize as soon as they go on, like in the bottle, as soon as they touch our skin, then we're going in the sun. So it's actually aging and oxidizing our skin rapidly. So people are putting on these mineral sunscreens, going in the sun, thinking that they're safe, and then they're getting age spots, they're getting all these issues, and they're like, the sun is the worst. And it's like, if you just didn't put the sunscreen on and you allowed your body to give you the biofeedback of, okay, I've gotten enough sun. Mm -hmm. Then you put the sunscreen on. Then you get the hat. Then you find the shade. It would probably prevent a lot of those sunspots. So then what what brands do you like? So there's two brands. Oh, gosh, my son. I just got for my son because my son is one of those people. He's a surfer. Mm -hmm. So he ignores his body signal. He is in the, you know, he's in the water all the time. Gosh, I can't remember the name of it, but I have it on my Amazon store. Yeah, give it to me and we'll put it in the show notes afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's, I think it's an Australian one, but it has oils in there that don't oxidize. Coconut oil and Jehovah are the best oils that don't oxidize. So that's the base that you want. Uh-huh. A lot of the mineral sunscreens have like hemp or grapeseed oil or gosh, a bunch of horrible ones that I would never put on my skin, period, mm-hmm. let alone... That when is, going in the sun. That is crazy. So then after you get red, you're, you spend some time in the sun, you get like a little flush. Yeah. What do you do in order to not get burnt then? So it's, I don't burn. <laughs> Ever? <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I just don't really burn. I don't know. Like, I I think I've, I've been a sun worshiper my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I think I've just built up like a solar callus that one of the other reasons why we burn is we're indoors all the time. Mm. And then we go outside at like high noon and we get fried. And there's something to say about rising with the sun. Yes. I was being to a light expert about this too. Yes. So apparently like if you rise with the sun and you go outside right away, you are like skin or like melanin or whatever, like yeah. builds up the tolerance. So like you don't burn from the sun anymore. So the morning sun gives you that red light. And when that red yeah. light penetrates your eyes, it actually a lot like gives your body, you know, the, hey, we're getting in the sun mm-hmm. and it does like its own protection and just kind of like saves you. So we used to spend 90% of our time outside. And now we're spending 90% of our time Mm. indoors. And we were meant to be outside. Our bodies really know what they're doing if we allow them to. Mm -hmm. It's just that we're doing all these other things to, you know, try and avoid it. And we're actually creating more of an issue. If we just connect to nature, (laughs) that's the best outlet, you know. Yeah, it's true. And speaking of nature, you talk about ion something to do oh, with ion, ion biome yes like ion Inte- it's yeah. called now they just changed the name intelligence by nature okay yeah. tell me about yeah. that intelligence by nature is really cool it's made by dr zach bush who's my favorite human on the planet i really want to interview him he is 
my favorite. And he he created this with a bunch of scientists, and he's a scientist and like a triple board certified doctor. But it's basically the minerals and soil mm-hmm. deep within the earth that we are no longer getting because our soil is so depleted and it's destroyed with glyphosate and all these other horrible things. So they're going deep into the earth and they're putting it in this formula, which is better than a supplement. They call it a prebiotic, but it's basically gives you all the minerals that your body needs to work correctly. So I take it three times a day. I'm a huge advocate and um, have the whole family on it. That is so interesting. What is EMF radiation (laughs) and that thing that you have, the cover on your phone or whatever it is, right? Oh, gosh, yeah, I have everything. You name it. So, you know, when you're dealing with a chronic disease, you look at everything. Of course. Is this bothering me? Is this bothering me? Is this, you know, so... Of course, I have the EMF blocking phone. I have EMF blocking jewelry. I have an EMF blocking okay, fanny pack. What, what even is it for someone who doesn't know? Well, it's an acronym for, gosh, I should know the acronym, but it's radiation that's you do not want. You know, I think the most common thing is like when we were kids, it was like, don't stand too close to the microwave, you know? So EMF is everywhere right now and we just can't avoid it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's on our phone. It's, you know, it's everywhere. And now it was just announced yesterday, actually, they're rolling out 5G all over the United States. So, you know, it's really scary because there's been like over 180 doctors in 40 different countries that have said, do not roll this out. It's going to kill people. It's basically like having... I don't know, a microwave in every single room of your house, like on. It's almost like we're in a microwave. Our body is not equipped. We don't know what's going to happen, but it could cause like as little as, you know, fogginess, hair loss, nausea, headaches, and it can be as serious as like cancers and tumors and, you know, degenerative disease. So I have stuff at my home that also help. Somovetic is a great one. Key coil where they basically create like a harmonizing portal for your house, you know, because these are things that we can't control. So Mm -hmm. I'm always about like, how can I empower myself? You know, I have blankets. Defender Shield is one of my favorite brands. I have a blanket that I have my son wear because he's putting the computer on his lap all the time. And, you know, anything you can do to like protect yourself because we're being bombarded. Like, yeah. Like it's crazy. it's it's a lot. Yeah, like the amount of tech we're constantly surrounded by, yeah. it is a lot. Like it's yeah. it's constant. It's nonstop. The acronym is electro electromagnetic field, right? There yeah. we yeah. go. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I'm all about like everything that you can do to create like a sanctuary for yourself and your family, and and it's empowering, you know. So then you can put something on your phone as well. To- yeah, this is actually a case. Yeah, but then I also have. I also have like a whole nother little thing too. Uh-huh. I'm all about like if. No, yeah. it's good. <laughs> it's good because you. it's better to be preventative, honestly. Yeah, like yeah. I would just rather go about it that way. So like that's why I'm asking you because I'm mm-hmm. sure like so many people are like interested, myself included, by the way, that like what the fuck can I do for yeah. to, to help myself against like whatever is going on in my environment, which I can't control. You know, yeah. how can I control it? So like to bring things back to balance. Yeah. So you you have a case. Mm-hmm. around your phone. Yep. Yeah, this is supposed to protect. I mean, I was just thinking about this. I posted something yesterday and a friend of mine reached out and said she lost hearing in one of her ears and she th- it came back, but she thinks it was from the phone and like there's all these weird things. So it's like if you're dealing with I don't know, a weird 
something ailment mm-hmm. and you can't pinpoint it and it's like hair loss, headaches, like these kinds of things, you know, maybe it's something to invest in, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, it's fascinating stuff. So tell me your daily wellness routine. Like what do you do in the morning when you wake up? Like, tell me all of your details. Yeah. I'm a coffee drinker. So that's like, wait, what, what coffee brand are you using? Fion. That is my favorite. Really? It's good. Yeah. It's organic and it's mold free. A Mm -hmm. lot of grains are moldy and people don't realize it. And I recommend getting whole bean and grinding it that morning. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't oxidize. And my morning coffee is like ridiculous. I mean, I wake up in the morning for that thing. But sometimes, you know, I'll have water, chlorophyll Mm -hmm. or some, or I've been on an orange juice thing, like fresh orange juice. And then I'll make my coffee. I'll get outside. Is it just an Americano that you drink? No, girl. Okay, tell me every, (laughs) you can't just glaze over things, Jesse. We need all the details. So it's Keon coffee, Uh one scoop of collagen. Brand, brand. Native Path. Okay. Is my favorite brand. Shilajit. I put a little scoop of shilajit in there. Same thing. It's kind of like minerals from the earth that help just cleanse you. I mean, at this day and age, I would feel like everyone should almost take it on a daily basis. And Um, do you have a specific brand that you use? I do. I can't remember the name of it. Pristine. I think it's called Live Pristine. I have all this on my my personal website. Okay. All my affiliate links. Mm -hmm. Shilajit. I do a pinch of baking soda, which helps alkaline the coffee. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing raw whole milk, which is a new thing for me, a scoop of ghee and a scoop of coconut, raw coconut. Really? And And a little cinnamon on top. I love cinnamon (laughs) in my coffee. Yeah. Listen. Oh, and maple syrup. I've been doing maples. I used to be a big stevia person Mm -hmm. and I fell on this. I talk about rabbit hole. I went down this whole Dr. Ray Pete rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. You guys want to look that up, look it up. But he's a big advocate of like real sugar. And so I went back to organic maple syrup and I feel great. I love it. Wow. Okay. And yeah. what about when you were intermittent fasting? Mm-hmm. Like w- was your coffee the same or were you doing something You know different? what? Sometimes I would cheat. So it wasn't technically intermittent fasting, but I still wouldn't have my first solid meal mm-hmm. till like two o'clock. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, if you could just drink you know, black coffee. But now, I mean, I'm still kind of right now, I'm not really eating that early, to be honest with you. I get my coffee. I sit in the sun. That's usually when I like open the phone and start going through things and seeing what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And then I try and get my workout in early before I actually like working out in a fasted state so do I yeah and then eating a huge meal afterwards that's like my favorite I just I've never been someone who can work out after eating it I remember I used to do it when I was younger just because like the education wasn't necessary or like the the options Mm -hmm. weren't there it was just like oh but you have to eat before working out and I remember I would workout and I'd feel like I need to throw up because it just did not like I couldn't keep the food down after a workout. And then when I learned that it's fine to work out fasted, it changed my life. It changes the life. You know, and it's not I'm not saying that this is the way for everyone, but it's nice that at least that option has been presented to us. And there is like research that shows that, you know, this is also a great way to go. So I'm with you like fasted workouts all the way. Yeah. In yoga, you're not supposed to eat at least two hours before a class. So that's when I first like 
kind of got that on that regimen where it got to the point where I was rushing and sometimes I wouldn't eat like an hour. I would only give myself an mm-hmm. hour, but still that hour because, you know, in yoga, you're doing so much like work with the stomach mm-hmm. and twisting and it just doesn't feel right if you have a full stomach. But I do know some people that have like low blood sugar and they feel like they're going to pass out. Listen to your body. So it's if, it's different. Exactly. That's the thing mm-hmm. that like, you know, I hate this like one hard and fast rule. And I remember when I was in high school, that was the thing that like you have to you have to eat, for example, first thing when you wake up. And like, I hate that. Like, I just, I can't stomach food first thing when I wake up. And, you know, same thing. It was like, you must eat before working out. And I'd be like, okay, but I feel really sick. So it's, it's nice that now the options are there. And like, yeah, like you said, people who have low blood sugar, it's not the same for me. And it's, you know what I mean? I'm all about listening to your body. Yeah. Like there is not one pill, one diet, one thing, one doctor, like, you just got to listen to your body and totally. what it's telling you. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Okay, so you do your workout after your coffee. Yes, okay. and then I eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Today I went to Erewhon. Have you oh, been to Erewhon? I <laughs> die for Erewhon. Like, honestly, I, I could live there. Yeah. It's a magical place. Yeah, yeah, it is. They take all your money, but it's, it's true. okay. Yeah. And then I came here. So there wasn't much of a, a routine today. You know, and someone asked me this. For me... I tend to do most of my rituals at night. Okay, so t- tell me your wellness ritual nighttime situation. Right now it's pretty chill because I'm not like, I usually I do like my infrared sauna or I'll do like my, I have like a Saluma light. I also have a Vital Pro light, like the what, red what? light. You know, like a red oh, light. Oh, like red light. <laughs> yeah, okay, red light. I have a swing that I like to hang upside down every day unless I'm on my moon cycle. I don't get upside down. And then I do gua sha. Like I love gua sha, dry so brushing. Good. I'll do facial mask like twice a week. And just like all that beauty stuff, mm-hmm. you know, where that's the time where I can wind down. In the morning, I have a lot of like energy, like chi energy. And I'm like, let me get going on work. And that's when I get things done. And then later on in the day, I'm like, let me wind down and take care of myself and, you know, do all my little self-care practices. So then if you had three just general holistic wellness tips, mm. like it could be supplements, it could be like different practices, food, whatever it is that you could give to our listeners that you think that everyone would really benefit from, what would it be? Oh, geez. Well, I would stay as close to nature as possible in always, whether it's, you know, getting outside, opening our eyes to the sky, you know, get looking far. These are things that with the phone and the blue light, we're looking at everything close and our eyes are getting messed up. So widening the eyes to the sky, opening the heart to the sky, getting your feet in the ground, you know, choosing supplements that are close to nature, choosing skincare that's close to nature, choosing food as close to nature as possible. If you can grow your own food, even better. Eating seasonally. I think that that's really important because your body assimilates the food better. And then another tip, which I talk about in my book, because we were talking about diets and mm-hmm. like what what works for somebody might not work for totally, everybody. Yeah. And in my book, I kind of like take you through this journey to help you discover that. And mm-hmm. I love looking at what's your ancestry? What did they eat? What do the people eat mm-hmm. right now in your native land, like where you're living now? What's your dosha? What's your blood type? Do you have any ailments, any known allergies? And then you kind of figure out what works for you in the climate that you're in, because that also matters. Like if you're, like for example, for me, I'm of Eastern European descent. So mm-hmm. berries and apples are, are good for me. Bananas and pineapple could be a little bit too expansive. Mm-hmm. But if I'm in the tropic islands, I want to eat those things because yep. those sugars are good for your body. 
So I love looking into those kinds of things. And one more tip. What was the original question? Like, yeah, like any wellness tip, like it could be yes. like a specific supplement that you're loving. It can be like a gadget. Well, um, I haven't tried my new supplements <laughs> yet, but I'm going to. But even with supplements, you know, I think you like I go through phases yeah. where I listen to my body and and I think it's great to get blood work every once in a while mm-hmm. too so you can actually see I could not what agree more. you're deficient in and what is going on instead of just robotically taking random things. Also to see what's working and what's not. Like yeah, I got my working. blood work done and I, I take vitamin D and still my levels were like outrageously low. So like wow. I think it's like so important to know what the fuck is yeah. going on with your body get out and get that sun girl yeah I know. I, well now that I, I'm here in LA like it's yeah. so much easier right like so much easier it, it just makes such a difference because <sighs> I get up and immediately go outside for a walk and the sun is shining down on me it's so nice it's a different ball game I, I know because we talked before we got on here but we both grew up in cold gloomy <laughs> No sun. Truly none. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, you know, it makes a difference for sure. Yeah. So you have a skincare line. Yeah. Tell everyone about it. The golden secrets. (laughs) Yeah. So I had never intended on being a skincare owner. I've been making products since high school. Wow. And everybody would just always ask me what I was wearing, what I was using. And I was kind of like, It was like the sacred potions that I made for myself and that I didn't like want to share. And this, I was very like attached to them, which was funny looking back on it. Was it just like mixtures of like oils and like essential oils and carrier oils? And I would go to the health food store and just mix things and then a couple things stuck. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, people kind of be like, what's that smell? You know, they would be like, oh, that's Jesse's scent. Like it just became like a regular thing, you know, what's that, that stuff she's wearing? And, I was modeling at the time. So like on set, it was like a big discussion. And it's interesting because everybody else I felt like was using like designer this and designer that and going into all these like fads. And here I was just like using my things. And I was like a sun worshiper and all this stuff. And everyone's like, you're going to look horrible when you're 40. And, you know, I was like, well, and I'm like, you know what? I think this stuff actually works. And I had a blog called The Golden Secrets where I was just sharing kind of what Mm -hmm. I share like in my highlights. And it just got to the point where everywhere I was going, people were like, can you please share that stuff that you're making? So I bottled one product and put it on my website and it took off and I had no idea what I was doing. And I've just kind of, you know, taught myself along the way. But to summarize what the Golden Secrets is, is it's a holistic, sustainable, organic um, skincare line to invite moments of self-love and and daily rituals of uh, positive intention. Every product comes with um, an affirmation so that you can repeat it while you're applying it. Because I remember that moment when I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I was kind of jaded from being a model Mm -hmm. and being on the other side of things. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, I was, you know, holding these products that I never used, you know, and and promoting it and telling people to use it because it's going to help you look a certain way. And it just felt so shallow. And I was like, how can I make this moment that women are doing already more precious and get them to take that time to tune in with themselves? And I thought, when we're looking at ourselves in the mirror, we're pointing out all the negatives. What if we pointed out all the positives? Even if you don't believe it, If you start saying these things to yourself, it's crazy what happens. Like, 
I tell people, do it, give it 30 days. Try it 30 days, say the positive affirmations and watch what happens. It's incredible. I think it's a beautiful practice. And yeah. I, I like love that every product comes with that. Yeah. So if someone is new to your line, what's one product that you recommend that they use? I just launched something called a starter kit, by mm-hmm. the way, if anybody wants, like that's like the whole kit and caboodle mm-hmm. to like get started. But I would probably say my bestseller, which is the Youth Beauty Face Oil. It's 10 organic plant botanicals that rapidly adapt to your skin type and just give you this like radiant glow. Just kind of revitalizes the skin and brings it back to life. I love a good face (laughs) oil, especially while like doing gua sha. Like, oh, it's like so therapeutic. Yeah, it is. That's amazing. Jesse, tell everyone where they can find you. Instagram, Jesse Golden, J-E-S-S-E. Some people like to put an eye in there. Uh, and the Golden Secrets. And I just launched a new website, jessiegolden.com, where I share all the t- other tools and modalities outside of the Golden Secrets that I just love. And everyone should go check out her Amazon shop because, uh, I mean, I'm just going to go on a whole binge and get those acupressure slippers that you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, those are the best. Did you get them yet? No, I'm going to. Yeah, like, immediately to. as yeah. soon as I get home. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. This was so Thank much fun. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sif And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday, so come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people, learn and unlearn, and have a lot of fun. See you next week. Thank you.